Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the Super Talk studios as we guide you through the middle of your day with facts fodder and fine music, of course. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. All right, so the president uh, seems to now be changing his posture about inflation. Went shopping a little bit yesterday. I mean, everything's just more expensive. He goes from first saying back in the summer, this inflation, no, it's not happening, to it's transitory. Now it's not my fault, somebody else's fault. So yesterday after the show, <laughs> I tuned in, it was painful, to listen to uh, Joe Biden make his announcement for renomination of Jerome Powell as the Fed chair. Uh, and, I, you know, Powell is a bit of a dove, as they say, in the parlance of Fed policy, meaning he's not really on board with uh, clamping down on inflation via monetary policy, which his organization oversees, which would truly have an impact. Now, what folks don't want to hear is the way to do that. One of the primary tools is to drive interest rates up. Makes it harder to, or less attractive, to seek capital and for spending. So that obviously reduces spending. Now, the downside of that, of course, is the decline in economic activity as a result. But anyhow, the president says Jerome is my guy, and he's all on board with that. Honestly, I think inflation is not merely transitory. I think there are a number of factors in play. And some folks have said, well, don't forget Powell served under Trump and I think Bush. But times are different. We've got a different environment. And I don't think he's comfortable, is Mr. Powell, in uh, serving in that role in such an environment with a labor shortage, folks don't seem to want to go to work. That's still a problem. 
supply chain, though there are reports from the Wall Street Journal suggesting it might be easing a bit. And by the way, the Democrats are absolutely poking you in the eye with that one. See, we told you, we told you, like, dude, that doesn't mean squat. And it's going to be a while for that to find its way onto the shelves and in any way, shape, or form, I guess, uh, stabilizing inflation. So this is just an interesting situation. Now, on the other hand, Liz Warren, it's, uh, I guess, not a surprise. She ain't real happy about Powell. She says that she'll oppose his nomination. And it's kind of a, a rare split, if you will, between the senator from Massachusetts, Liz Warren, and uh, and President Biden. But they're not on the same page here. She's concerned about his commitment to combating climate change. And, and she she brings up some other concerns as well, but... Anyhow, have we gotten to a point where climate change and race are woven into every discussion, every issue, every debate, every challenge? It's climate change and race. It's all it is. But we're talking about the Fed, monetary policy. you got to stretch pretty dang far to inject climate change into that. Pretty far to do that. But that's where we are in this country, certainly from the Democrat side. She said that she's concerned that he won't be a strong regulator. He really doesn't have a proven track record of tough and effective enforcement. And, of course... Honestly, I think Liz Warren is in the same camp as the communist nominee for Saleh Omarovo for comptroller of the currency, who would be happy to see the private banking industry in this country abolished and replaced with a public banking system, meaning one operated by the federal government. Imagine that, your bank account, your deposits, your demand deposits, your money markets, etc., your trans- your treasury cash transactions, etc., being functionally operated by the federal government. You you've, think- you've heard the argument from the lesser informed on the left why that's a good idea, right? No. Well, the banks are already insured by the FDIC. Oh, my gosh. I actually saw that argument being used online. Clueless. That's beyond clueless. They're already insured by the FDIC. Therefore, it's just hunky-dory cool for the federal government to essentially eradicate an entire industry and nationalize it. Which, by the way, was one of the first things that happened in Venezuela when socialism really began to 
root and proliferate was nationalization of the banking industry. How'd that work out? She said, uh, did Liz Warren, that she just felt like he doesn't understand. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting. Didn't really have an appreciation for some of the uh, concerns that that she has, I guess. Uh, she said she met privately with the president uh, on November 9th, outlining her concerns about Mr. Powell on regulations, climate change, and ethics. She didn't feel like he was committed enough to diversity at the Fed. Your job is monetary policy. We just want the best people available to make good monetary policy. You got really two jobs there at the Fed. There, there, there are two tenets of the mission. That's to keep the money supply stable so as to not promote inflation, policies which do that, and maintain a normal and healthy level of employment. Period. That's it. That's what you do. She said the Fed board role must be filled by a strong regulator. (laughs) And by that, what she's saying is one that is open to and on board with placing people in roles of responsibility, not based on their capability, not based on their value proposition, not based on their experience in monetary policy, but rather, of course, based on their physical characteristics. And that's where we are in this country. And so we shall see what happens with all this. In the meantime, the president, in an effort to combat the rising price of fuel, which is fueling much angst and frustration and consternation. Especially with Thanksgiving two yeah. days away. Yes, He says he's going to release 50 million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is a dumb move. Speaking of transitory, uh, that is transitory. That is, not only is it temporary, you won't see this at the pump anytime soon. In fact, the price of oil is up today in the wake of that announcement. Which makes no sense whatsoever. This will just make this just kicks the can down the road, and it almost ensures higher prices down the road, probably uh, before the next midterm election. It's just stupid, bad policy all the way around. All in the name of wokeness. We uh, will take a break right here on the program. Coming up at eleven oh five, Michael Guest, the congressman from Mississippi's third district, will be in the studio talking about what's going on in Washington. And Michael Borkey, producer of Sports Talk Mississippi, joins us at 12.05 as we continue our discussion of the upcoming Egg Bowl. Stay with us this Thanksgiving week here on Middays. We'll be right back. Here's an important message from Clyde DeChamp, EMS Board Representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. Mississippi has a serious paramedic shortage. Are you looking for a career change? Do you want to do something more meaningful? Paramedics literally hold people's lives in their hands on a daily basis. We're not talking about driving fast. 
We're talking about interpreting EKGs, administering medications that stabilize failing hearts, raise blood pressures, and relieve chest pain. We're talking about performing medical procedures that can literally make a difference between life and death. If you think you might be ready for a career change, it's time to join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invites you to our holiday open house, Saturday, November 20th, and our Christmas by the Candlelight Tour on December 3rd. These events are open to the public and holiday trains begin running on December 1st. Bring the whole family and enjoy these events. While visiting, take a tour of Mississippi history through our two museums, located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Come enjoy the holiday fun at two Mississippi museums. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gallo. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. We're right back here with you on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. It's a beautiful day outside. Oh, yeah. Little little chilly, but it's a nice fall day. It's the calm before the storm. Storm's coming in Thursday, right? Yeah, there's going to be a front that is supposed to. I was just looking at the map with Scary Gary before we got on the air. Yeah. There's a line of storms 
that looks like the Magnolia State has been draped with one of those Miss Mississippi sashes. <laughs> it goes from the southwest corner to the northeast corner, and it's dotted with yellow and red dots all up and down it. <sighs> and that was forecast for 3 p.m. Thursday afternoon. 3 p.m., okay. Going from Corinth all the way down to Centerville. So the question is, will, will it be out of here in, in time for kickoff in the Egg Bowl? Don't know. Huh? Depends on how fast moving the front is, but either way, it'll make for uh, a soggy experience uh, tailgating. Yeah. If you tailgate. No, no doubt. Jeez, well, hopefully the timing will work out a little better than hitting us right at uh, at game day. Uh, game time, excuse me. So... NBC, you know those guys, they have a proposition as a a way they are proposing to deal with Biden inflation. They're not calling it Biden inflation, of course I am. They say, forego the turkey for Thanksgiving Day. NBC suggests people forego the turkey as a way to cut costs. You see, here's their thought process. Don't give them too much credit for thinking logically. If you tell, I'm quoting here, if you tell everyone you're having a Thanksgiving without turkey, some guests may drop off the list. And that's a way to cut costs, too. (laughs) You have to laugh again because that's so stupid. And they're being serious. They're being serious. Liberals hate fun. They hate it. They hate tradition. They hate mainstream America. Joe Biden and the Democrats and Liz Warren, they hate corporations. They hate profit. They hate capitalism. Okay, I feel better now. Are they that against delayed gratification? (laughs) That they couldn't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a couple days and afford a turkey? Because we've seen the reports of the outlandishly expensive turkeys. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, I have yet to see them. I know we've had people that have texted in and said they've seen over a dollar a pound. I'm still seeing anywhere from 50 to 75 cents a pound, which I know is higher than it used to be, but (laughs) we're not talking about a car payment for a turkey here. Uh, Exactly. Not according to NBC. NBC's Vicky Nguyen. She says, Perhaps forego the turkey. I know that is the staple of the Thanksgiving meal. However, some people think turkey, I can't get it out without laughing, is overrated. And so it tends to be the most expensive thing on the table. That ain't true. That's written by a Yankee who's only ever had their grandmama's dried out leather from the oven (laughs) cooked for 19 hours turkey that's somebody that ain't ever had fried turkey oh but there's more (laughs) from miss nguyen (laughs) you'll love this one maybe you do an italian feast instead (laughs) where's paul gallo (laughs) they're serious These people are nuts. As if that's some silver bullet solution to the inflation. So rather than, see, this is the thing. Rather than trying to fix the problem, 
so that we can continue our traditions, our way of life, the greatness, the goodness of America. No, we just have to kill all those traditions. That's their solution to everything. Everything. You just can't can't do that anymore. Get over it. It's just insane. I, I, I honestly, and they're so serious about it. Just drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Meanwhile, that's also kind of passive aggressive. I mean, if the author didn't like turkey when they were growing up, they could have just told their parents they didn't like turkey. <laughs> You don't have to write a whole article and try to demonize an entire industry. That's true. Just because you don't like turkey. <laughs> Just because you've never had a fried turkey. She would prefer the Italian feast. Is have that, at it. Is that cheaper? I mean, it's pasta. How expensive can that really get? Well, I guess if that's all you have. But, I mean, you... You think of an Italian feast, you think of something homemade like Thanksgiving, but usually that's not as extravagant. It's less ingredients, I would imagine. No meat? Oh, yeah, you're going to have meat. Well, oh, hell. Uh, meat. If you're going Italian feast, you may have more expensive meat than turkey. Uh, you may have some point. veal in there. Veal? Beef? Which, I mean, if we're talking Chicken? about being problematic and turkey versus veal, come on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't... <laughs> Don't nuance me like that. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh man. Uh by the way, Senator Warren she <laughs> she told the president she had concerns with respect to Jerome Powell on regulation, climate and ethics. Nothing about, nothing about monetary policy. It's just incredible. So, do not be surprised, folks, if this government presently in charge, and I think this is what Liz Warren and the progressives want to do, force the banking industry to consider, is this coming, an applicant for a loan, a business applicant for a loan, they must factor in and consider as being qualified for such a loan. They must consider their plans, even the smallest of businesses, to mitigate and withstand climate change. It's coming. Sure as I'm sitting here, that is coming. That is what they want. So you're trying to set up shop as a small business, and you're worried about how to pay the rent, who, if you can afford to, hire anybody, where you're going to get them, how you're going to market your products and services, what your budget and cost model looks like. That's what you're worried about. And you go to the bank, and you want to borrow a little dough to get started, and they say, well, what are you going to do about climate change? Serious. It's coming. Next up, uh, provide us your org chart, please, showing the diversity of your staff. These will be factors. Not your credit worthiness, not your business idea, not your prospect of success. No! That'll only last for so long. 
What's going to happen? Uh, whoever practices that over tr- checking creditworthiness. Yeah. The person checking creditworthiness will still be in business. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But that's it's what if we're you're headed. more worried about the melanin content of the employee's skin, or the 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 debtor's skin, or the credit, or whichever nuance you want to add to it, because we had Thomas come in with the new slogan, "Don't nuance me, bro." <laughs> if you're not worried about the money part of being a money lender, you're not going to have money for long. No question about it. Well, it's not unlike what happened during the financial crisis of 08. Government insisted that banks make loans to people who weren't creditworthy for them in an effort to improve the diversity and equity in housing. And the whole thing crashed. We're not surprised. And I'm not saying the banks didn't have some degree of culpability, the lenders in that, but the fact is, it was the federal government pushing hard for these policies. Again, it's all about injecting government into where it should not be and distorting and perverting the market. And that always produces a bad outcome, and so will this. We had several people chime in on the text line that lasagna could be pricey to make. I think so, too, right? It's either sausage or beef, typically, and that. Is that right? Chicken, seafood? One person, Derek, said his wife makes a $30 lasagna. Good grief. Well, the folks at NBC say turkey is out and Italian is in. We'll step aside right here. We'll come back with more Michael Guest at 1105. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 61. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40. Your Wednesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions. A beautiful day, high near 67. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 48. And a 50-50 shot of rain on Thanksgiving, mostly cloudy, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. The Waterford and Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one- and two-bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6131. You could hardly rub two nickels together, but you got married anyway. Because love can't wait. She believed in you when no one else would. Brings joy into your life like only she could. Today, she is your only need. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. This Christmas, tell her with a gift of something truly precious from Jennifer Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with more ways to say I love you this Christmas than any place else. Ten times the selection of average jewelry stores. From case after case of designer gold, gorgeous colored gemstones, couture pieces, and our famous estate collections. To diamond classics like Jennifer's diamond stud earrings, diamond bracelets, and pendants. Maybe it's that larger, two, three. 
three or four carat diamond she's always dreamed of. It's right here, right now, this Christmas at Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. We'll be closed Thanksgiving Day, but we're going to open at 9 a.m. Friday with some great doorbuster specials like top-of-the-line Smith & Wesson ARs in 5.56 and 22 long rifle at prices so low, I can't repeat them on the radio. And 9mm ammo, $19.99 a box, no limit. We'll also have sale prices on guns, ammo, and accessories all weekend. Please help us support the Marine Corps' Toys for Tots by bringing in an unwrapped toy, and we'll give you a free hour on our indoor shooting range. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. We need to see interest rates move up to start combating inflation. That's according to Ashley Edwards, president of the Gulf Coast Business Council. I mean, that, that's a uh, just sort of an economic basic. Uh, but when that happens, uh, that's going to create reverberations throughout the economy. He says when you look at the national and world economies, we continue to see some struggles. Mississippi's doing very re- well right now. You know, it's not unusual for state economies to track a little differently than the national economies in general. Edwards says when government spending is high, Mississippi does well because we tend to benefit disproportionately from the tax dollars we put in versus what comes back. And the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled against Mississippi in a water rights case. Mississippi had claimed that Memphis was taking water from an underground aquifer, which stretches beneath parts of North Mississippi and Tennessee. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Two, three, four. 
We're back here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. So for this Thanksgiving, I need to heat up Stouffer's lasagna on the ceasefire text line. If you think it's okay to eat Italian food on Thanksgiving, I think you should move to Italy. <laughs> All righty. Speaking of climate change, this is Mike in Richton. I heard of a new company that has a zero-carbon footprint because they purchase carbon credits. My question is, where do you get the carbon credits and who does the money go to to make somebody a zero-carbon footprint company? Sounds fishy to me. Yeah, so th- this is actually something, Mike, that um, is in place, I believe, presently in California and was th- one of the top three objectives and agenda items for Barack Obama, known as cap-and-trade. And the the idea is that every, uh, every company that produces carbon would be given a quota, essentially, uh, um, if you just kind of think of that as you just have a bank of carbon. And if you don't use it all, you could trade it to someone who exceeded their quota, another company that needed more. That's why it's called cap-and-trade. Uh, so it's it's really the credits are not monetary credits. They are literally credits of carbon usage. The idea is you track, you, you're required to track your carbon at a very granular level, and that is essentially posted and reduces the amount you start out a period with, say, a year, and if you end up with excess credit, meaning you didn't generate your quota of carbon, you can trade it to another organization that exceeded their quota and needs more. That's the idea behind that. So this uh, did not get any traction when Barack Obama was president because the midterms derailed that uh, that particular objective, that agenda item, that and card check, which is uh, something that was he, really his top issues were Obamacare, cap and trade, and card check. Made that very clear. And the card check has to do with companies that vote to uh, unionize, and it just means you have to you have to show your uh, your vote, your preference there. have to expose it. It's not private. It's what he wanted. To, and that was an, an effort to unionize the uh, really the entire country. It's, and it's still a high priority with respect to uh, the Democrats. So we, we will see. The, uh, speaking of which, we've been talking a little bit about the Build Back Better plan, Build Back Broke this, of course, passed the House. $1.75 trillion is passed the House on Friday, headed to the Senate. And it turns out when you look at the cost of the various provisions of this plan, one of those, which happens to be the second most expensive provision, is the SALT cap, state and local taxes. Believe it or not, Raising the cap such that a taxpayer can deduct more of what they pay in the way of state and local taxes on their federal return is estimated 
to cost $275 billion over 10 years. That is second only to uh, child care and universal pre-K cost, which is at $380 billion. So this is $275 billion, and it's only for five years. It's not the full 10 years. And this will almost exclusively benefit high-income households in the deep blue states, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, California, where property taxes are outrageous and just incredible. And those who will benefit mostly are those who make more than a million bucks. Some estimate the average benefit, tax benefit to those households will be $16,000 a year with this uh, increase in the salt cap. So the problem with this for me is that it it dramatically it dramatically conflicts with this narrative, this message, this dogma that the rich don't pay their fair share. So we're giving the rich in this in this democrat crafted bill huge tax breaks and all we heard when the when the Trump tax cuts were passed was this is just a giveaway to Trump's rich friends it's all we heard still here today and and they in fact pin the deficits that accrued each year on this giveaway of of tax breaks to the wealthy under the Trump tax cuts but they're doing something far more egregious and, and and has a much bigger budgetary impact than anything in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it, by the way, under which revenues actually increased. So that's, that whole narrative is just is a debunked lie. But this seems a little odd to me, is that this is the second most expensive item in this entire spending plan is raising the salt cap. Why aren't they being held to account for that when you say that you want to tax the rich and make them pay their fair share, but yet, in fact, that's not what you're doing whatsoever. You're giving them this huge tax break. Then, of course, you got the child tax credit, which is $190 billion for one year. And... That's just giving money away to those that have children in their households, but it's for one year. And this idea that it's not going to be renewed either permanently or for several years or on an annual basis, I think is just, again, being deceptive. It's just a difficult, it's a difficult welfare program to just stop suddenly and abruptly. Oh, you know those checks we've been sending you every month? We ain't going to send those to you anymore. I just don't see that happening. It's it's hard to believe. So anyhow, the salt cap thing, and I know we've been talking a lot about this, but again, this this bill is a sweeping piece of legislation, and it's, it's uh, I think, a resonating complaint from Americans is that they pass these gigantic bills. They don't know what's in it. We find out after the fact. We don't like it. This is just an example, in case you weren't aware, that this salt cap deduction 
generally wouldn't affect folks in Mississippi because our property taxes aren't remotely close to the level they are in these deep blue states. And we don't, also don't have the, uh, I guess, disproportionate number of high-income earners as you do in the deep blue states. But this is just a payback, a repayment, if you will, to those who swept the president into office, I believe. And that's what's going on here. In the city of New York, speaking of payback, were you aware that they're about to pass a law? And this is going to sweep the country, I believe. This is just in the city of New York for today. They're going to pass a law that would allow 800,000 non-citizens in the city of New York the privilege of voting. 800,000. 800,000. So there are nearly 14 million in this country, it's estimated. And you just got to wonder if we're going to see that sweep the country such that all of these non-citizens are going to be given this right to vote. It, it, it just seems like the Democrats are hell-bent on diluting the benefits of citizenship, legal, valid citizenship. It's being constantly diluted. And by allowing non-citizens to vote in the city of New York, you might as well put a big old neon sign down there at the border that says, come on in. You get health care, you get education, you get to vote, participate in our legal system. You can do it virtually anything. I'm not sure what the distinction is anymore between a citizen and a non-citizen. And that's not even discussing the fact that they're, the Build Back Better plan, which passed the House on Friday, has a provision in it that would give citizenship to 7 to 8 million illegals in this country. Again, just make that neon sign. Make it blink now. Unbelievable. We'll step aside for a break right here. Don't forget, coming up, Michael Guest at 11.05 and Michael Borky from Sports Talk Mississippi at 12.05. We'll take a break and come right back. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. L.S. Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, L.S. Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. L.S. Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the L.S. commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the L.S. Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the L.S. difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. 
We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. This is the opening agri-market report. At the open of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 104 to 114.93. May cotton was down 101 to 113.37. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were down 5.5 to 12.68 and 3 quarters per bushel. March soybeans were down 6 and a quarter to 12.80 per bushel. March corn was down a half to 5.83 and 3 quarters per bushel. May corn was down 3 quarters to 5.88 per bushel. The mercantile February live cattle was up 20 to 139.17. April live cattle was up 30 to 142.57. January feeders up 110 to 162.80. March feeders up 35 to 164.45. At the open, Dow Jones was down 21 points, 35,598. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, including varieties like DP 2012 B3XF, DP 2020 B3XF, and DP 2038 B3XF. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Green marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back, everyone. A little Leonard Skinner bumping into this segment. Thank you for that, Rhino. So, lots of questions on the ceasefire text line about whether or not authorizing illegals, non-citizens, to vote meets constitutional muster. Let me clarify. These, as long as they're just voting in local elections. That's right. These states and cities that have done so are simply allowing these, uh, I say simply, I, I totally oppose that as well, but you're right, only voting in elections over which they have purview, which would be those in their state and uh, local uh, subdivisions, but not in federal elections. That would, in fact, require a change uh, in law, federal law. So, but look... <laughs> I, I read an article last night, NBC News, those folks over there, you know, the same people that don't want you to eat turkey on Thanksgiving, they're calling for this to be the standard across the nation. They just say that illegal residents, or they're calling them lawful residents, green card people and stuff like that. Uh, they want them to be able to vote in all elections, all elections. Um, it's just crazy to me. Again, I just say, well, then, oh, by the way, in New York, you only have to be a resident for 30 days. So if if you're a non-citizen under this measure, which looks like it's poised to pass, if you've lived there for 30 days in the city, you're good to go to vote. 800,000. You know... What the left says about those of us who have a problem with this is that we're racist and we're misogynist. I've seen so many people on the left say that it's not that they oppose some degree of security on our border. It's just the way Trump framed the wall was such racist. And I I can't figure that out just because he said, you know, there are people that cross that border that we really don't want here in the country. He's not wrong. He wasn't wrong about that. That's all he said. But that is perceived and declared to be by the left as being racist, hateful. I don't get it. I just don't. No, it's not. So I think I can speak, and right now you help me out here, that those of us on the conservative side of governing philosophy, we support legal immigration through the legal process, especially those that come to this country to assimilate, to work, to contribute, to pay taxes. You with me on that? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I get a little choked up. I get a little prideful in this country when I see someone with their little American flag and their certificate saying, I'm a citizen, because that means they put in the time and effort and energy to learn our history, to to go through the process and to do it the right way. Totally agree. I, and I think, honestly, that reflects the consensus of, of people on the right in this country. So this is yet another situation where... You notice where, I didn't couch that in, oh, they have to be a Caucasian male that loves women. Right. Because we don't, I don't care. care. Me either. I'm with you. So, uh, But it's another situation where discernment and nuance are important. You can concurrently oppose illegal entry into this country and then taking advantage of all the bounty 
this great country has to offer, while simultaneously supporting legal immigration. We have a process for that. And it just seems like any time you take a stand and say, I'm for the law, which was the case last week in the Rittenhouse trial, it immediately gets hijacked by the left. There's you're a racist and you're a, I mean, a white supremacist, you're a misogynist, you hate people that don't look like you and think like you. No, that's not the case. It's they who feel that way. And if you caught the incredible interview last night on Tucker with Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't see how anybody could have watched that and not been shocked at how articulate and clear thinking and bright this young man is. He ain't a hero. I'm not saying that. He's not whatsoever. I think he made a mistake in showing up. But sure seems to me like his head's on straight, and he had the right perspective. He also talked about his time in jail. Did you did you hear any of that? I got a story on that, and he described the conditions and refused to complain about it. We're going to talk about that later on in the program. Time for a break here. Super Talk News, Fox News, and... After the break sometime, Michael Guest, the congressman representing Mississippi's 3rd District. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Karen McHugh. The White House trying to offer some relief from high gas prices. President Biden is ordering the release of 50 million barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Reserve, a step taken in coordination with other leading economies. Gas in the U.S. is averaging about 340 a gallon. That is a 50% increase from a year ago. A White House statement says the release of petroleum from the reserves is not a contradiction to long-term climate goals. Fox's Jared Halpern, an off-duty EMT who witnessed Sunday's Hire at the Waukesha, Wisconsin Christmas Parade says that suspect Daryl Brooks, a career criminal who smashed his SUV into the crowd, killing five, and those responsible for putting him back out on the street must be punished. To say that people are angry is by far, by far an understatement. Melinda Schultz, 48 people were injured. America is listening to Fox News. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. 
Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Cedric Hubbard Jr., who is accused of shooting and killing his wife in the parking garage of the Riverwalk Casino in Vicksburg, has been denied bond. Oceana Lee Hubbard died Saturday morning from multiple gunshot wounds. Her husband was taken into custody later that day in Clinton. And President Biden is releasing 50 million barrels from the U.S. stockpile to try to bring down gas prices. Jared Halpern with Fox has more. China, India, Japan, South Korea and the U.K. are also releasing oil reserves. The U.S. stockpile has more than 600 million barrels. Americans consumed about 20 million barrels a day in September. Congressman Michael Guest and others, including some Democrats, would prefer to see the administration lift restrictions on domestic drilling that have made us more reliant on OPEC, Russia, and other foreign countries driving up prices. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, sports fans. Before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWG Employer Services Governor Tate Reeves will take part in a nationwide prayer event a few days before the U.S. Supreme Court hears oral arguments in an abortion rights case. Reeves and State Representative Ronnie Crudup Jr. will join pro-life leaders Sunday the 28th for Pray Together for Life at New Horizon Church in Jackson at 8.30 p.m. The case goes before the high court on December 1st. And according to WLOX, 12-year-old Anna Claire Loris won $10,000 from the Two Shots, One Coast Vaccine Initiative Program. Anna Claire really wants a new four-wheeler, but the money is going into a savings account instead. The incentive program provides cash prizes to Gulf Coast residents who choose to be vaccinated. And Black Friday is just around the corner. MasterCard predicts retail sales minus cars and gas will rise 10% from last year. They're projecting a 56% increase in apparel sales, 30% more spending on electronics, and a nearly 40% increase in jewelry sales. I'm Andy Davis. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Don't stop Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. 
to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks so much for joining us on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Michael Guest, the congressman of Mississippi's 3rd District. Appreciate you coming in today, Congressman. Man, great to be here. Great to be home this week. Uh, this is my favorite week of the year, Gerard. We get Thanksgiving, so uh, everybody gets to go spend some time with family, enjoy a great meal, great football uh, this weekend, uh, State Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl Thursday night, a uh, great high school football Friday. We've got the North and, State, uh, North and South State Championships. Uh, my Brandon Bulldogs will be playing Oak Grove in the South, Madison Central and Startville in the north. Yeah, uh, and uh, deer season is open, so yeah. uh, you know there's a lot, lot to be thankful for. Certainly here in Mississippi, you pretty much covered what we got going on here. But uh, it has been uh, rather rocky up there in Washington, shall we say? Uh, ca- caught you last week as I was watching uh, Representative McCarthy with that marathon eight. Hours, 45 minutes, something to that effect, set the record there on the floor, railing against this ridiculous tax and spend bill. We've been talking about it uh, quite a bit. Uh, they're just determined to ram that thing through. They are. Uh, and you know, th- th- this has been something that, that uh, particularly the progressives uh, have been pushing. Uh, and, and I think what we saw is uh, when we saw the elections in Virginia and, and we saw the way that, that the Democrats really failed very miserably in that state. We saw a very close uh, gubernatorial election in New Jersey. Uh, I, I think this has awakened many of the Democrats. Uh, and they feel like that the only – possibility that they have to be able to maintain power uh, is to pass large spending bills which gives away trillions of dollars uh, to the uh, American public. Uh, you know, the, the good thing, as I'll say, is, is first, uh, taking a, speaking of Leader McCarthy, you know, uh, was very proud that he was able to get up uh, and do an eight-plus-hour filibuster there, uh, being able to speak against the bill uh, and delay the vote a night. Now, we knew ultimately that there was going to be a vote held, uh, but to see that he would be willing to stand up on the House floor for eight-plus hours without a break uh, and to point out to the American people the bad things that are in this bill and also the terrible policies that we've seen the Biden administration put in place that we're not addressing uh, was very refreshing for everyone on our side to see that uh, Kevin was out there, that he was fighting, that he was advocating, that he was doing everything within his power. Uh, and then when the vote uh, occurred, uh, we actually saw one Democrat uh, who from voted Maine, against it uh, right? from Maine. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was bipartisan opposition. Uh, his reason for voting against the bill is something that you talked about in the earlier hour, uh, the SALT provision uh, and the fact that the SALT provision is the second uh, most expensive part of the Build Back Better, the, uh, the, the 
uh, the budget reconciliation plan, uh, and, and and really goes against the grain of the fact that Republicans uh, are generally opposed to the spending, but Democrats say, hey, well, you need to pay your fair share. But here they are giving tax breaks that really only benefit millionaires, and really only millionaires in a few states: uh, yeah. New York, New Jersey, California. Uh, but 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 it was good that we can at least point that there has now been bipartisan opposition, uh, and our and our hope and prayer is that. Once it gets over to the Senate, uh, that Senator Manchin's senator sent him over uh, in the Senate will either fail to pass this because they're aware of how much this will increase inflation, which we have seen is the worst since President Jimmy Carter, or if they do choose to pass something, uh, that it is is something watered down, that the SALT provision comes out, uh, that things such as giving amnesty to illegal aliens comes out, uh, you know, that adding 87,000 new IRS agents, uh, you know, uh, you talk about building building government, you know, I don't think anybody wants to build a, a bigger IRS so that you've got more IRS agents who are out there combing through everyone's personal uh, tax returns. Uh, and, and so there, there are so many uh, things in this bill that Republicans oppose, uh, and, and our prayer is that we can stop the bill in the Senate uh, and that it will not make it out of the Senate, or if it does, again, it is a much more watered-down version than what we see now. You know, the concern I have, Congressman, and again, this is, uh, you know, maybe it's the, the business person coming out in me. They they score, the CBO scores these bills over a 10-year period of time as if you really can nail down what revenue is going to look like based on these adjustments and what spending is going to look like with these programs that have expiration dates built into them in the bill, so they score more favorably for 10 years. Well, you can't predict that. That's right. And look, these programs will never expire. You know, right. uh, the Democrats are saying we're going to create a social program and it's going to expire or sunset after five to 10 years. That That is uh, completely false. Um, you know, we are expanding the, the size of government by passing uh, the president's bill back better plan. Uh, and these programs will never go away. Uh, these programs will become more costly over time. Uh, and, and and the president lied to us. The president told us that this was going to cost the American taxpayers zero, that it was going to pay for itself. And we know that CBO and their conservative estimates say it's going to add $367 billion to the deficit. I believe it's going to add far more than that. And these programs that we create will be very difficult if Republicans are are able to retake the House and Senate and ultimately the White House for us to roll back and to stop these programs. These programs will continue to exist into perpetuity, and as American taxpayers, we will continue to pay for these and continue to add to the $28.9 trillion debt that we currently have today. You know, even the Penn-Wharton model, so besides the the uh, bipartisan, nonpartisan, actually, CBO, which which is the con- congressional scorekeeper on, on budgetary matters. Even the Penn Wharton folks, which is certainly not some conservative think tank, comes out and says this $1.75 trillion bill is really $4 trillion and is going to generate a $2 trillion uh, deficit. Uh, so 
why is it that considered, I guess, in this? And I know the answer to that. They really don't care. They just want to ram this thing through. You know, you're exactly right. The Democrats don't care what it costs. Uh, they don't care how we pay for it. If it adds to the national debt, it adds to the national debt. Uh, no, no Democrat that, that, that I'm aware of has come out and said anything about the fact that we need to be physically conservative, that we yeah. need to make sure that we're not spending money we don't have. We saw a $1.9 trillion economic stimulus plan that the Democrats passed by themselves uh, January, February of this year. Uh, we saw the infrastructure plan supported almost exclusively uh, by Democrats. There were a handful of Republicans in the House, I think 13, who support it. But that is a Democrat spending bill of $1.2 trillion. And now yep. you have this bill scored at somewhere between $1.75 trillion and then $4 trillion, depending upon <laughs> what model you look at. Uh, and, and, and people wonder why we're seeing the inflation that we see. We're wondering why gas prices are going up, why it's harder, and our, and, our, and our grocery bills are more every time that we go to the grocery store, why, why this Christmas is going to be the most expensive in history. Uh, it's because of the continued government spending and, and there being no desire to rein that in. You know, I, I always wonder, where is the next Ronald Reagan? And somebody that wants to come in who wants to talk about limiting the size and scope of government. You know, Reagan's one of my favorite quotes of Reagan is government's not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Absolutely. And, 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 and if that's going to be the case, then we have to find a way to shrink the size and scope of government. And when we do so, we're going to be able to shrink the cost of government. Yesterday, I listened to the president make his announcement about the uh, reappointing Jerome Powell as the Fed chair. Your thoughts about that? Do you think that's uh, he's the right person for the job here? You know, I think we could have done a lot worse. Uh, you know, uh, you, you see, I think Elizabeth Warren ha- has come out uh, very recently since that announcement has been made saying that she disagrees with that appointment. Uh, I think that when he was originally appointed, I think the vice president uh, voted against uh, that appointment. Right. Uh, and, and so, you know, I think with this president uh, and this administration uh, that he is the best that we could hope for. Now, are there better people out there if President Trump was in office, if there was some other conservative Republican president, I think we could have done uh, better. Yeah. Uh, but I was very concerned with who the president might appoint, uh, and so the fact that he has reappointed Powell to this position, uh, I think as conservatives, uh, we, we should be happy with that appointment. You know, uh, and I, I kind of am in the same boat. I, my concern is that he's um, maybe his more dovish uh, stances might not be the best if we continue to see this so-called transitory inflation really take root, which it appears it is, and 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 uh, just keep tracking forward. So I'm not sure that in an election year, especially, he'll take the appropriate action to clamp down on that. It's my my concern there. But I agree, could have done worse. Uh, could have had Brainerd the uh, the vice chair as the chair, which is. Almost in the same vein as Saleh Omarovo, which is just mind-boggling. Um, but nonetheless, uh, uh, we got a break right here. You can hang around with us? Yes, sir. Yeah, all right, good, because I want to talk to you about the continuing resolution, which comes up this time every year. This is how we finance our government, believe it or not. Stick around, folks. We'll be back with Congressman Michael Guest. I've been waiting so been waiting so long I've been waiting so long to be where I'm going in the sunshine of your love 
When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. Do you suffer from daily joint pain? Capital Ortho's team of board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are specifically trained to help you say goodbye to joint pain forever. With same-day appointments, our knowledgeable physicians are here to deliver immediate and accurate results. Why wait? Don't live with joint pain any longer. Give Capital Ortho a call today at 601-987-8200 or visit CapitalOrtho.com. Let Capital Ortho help you say goodbye to joint pain and get you back Back to living your best life. Come shop The Rogue, one of the South's oldest men's specialty stores for all your Christmas needs. Starting November 19th, spend $100 and receive a char pecan pie through November 24th. Perfect for Thanksgiving. With every purchase, you are registered for a $100 daily gift certificate giveaway, as well as our $1,000 gift card winner announced Christmas Eve. Enjoy complimentary gift wrapping for every purchase and plenty to choose from with inventory at season highs. Shop local. Shop The Rogue. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Richard Cross, be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, on to the real part. On Super Talk Mississippi. Fun. 
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Our friend Terry Burton says, that's my congressman. Keep it up. There you go, congressman. Um, all right, so let's continuing resolution stuff. Let's just be honest. We don't have a traditional budget process in, in our federal government. We just keep raising the debt limit, right, and we sort of pass. Well, let's just keep spending money. Uh, on this, uh, what amounts to, in these continuing resolutions, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Congressman, are so-called discretionary spending items, the mandatory spending items, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, interest, which is now about 70% of our spending, that just keeps on trucking without any authorization from the Congress. It's the continuing resolution, which covers defense and all the other rest of government, and every year we get to this point, say, uh-oh, guys, we're running out of money. we got to go past this resolution to keep spending it. Can we break this cycle? You know, we, you know, we can, uh, and, and, you know, you could give that authority to the Treasury just to automatically raise that. But, but I think as Republicans, we don't want to do that. Uh, we want to be able to have a debt ceiling so that hopefully we can use that to rein in future spending. Uh, my, my, my concern and my fear is, is if we give that to the administration, whether it be Republican or Democrat, then we as Congress lose some control over spending and, and trying to at least – in the long term, impact the trajectory of that spending. Yeah. Uh, and, and we just basically uh, give the administration a, a blank check uh, to go take it and, and do what they want to. And, and, and it is sad that we always come down to, uh, you know, the, the last minute, the 11th hour, uh, before anything is done, uh, you know, but particularly as it relates to this Congress. I mean, the Democrats have frozen, in essence, the Republicans out of any major decisions. They're going to make the decisions. They're going to determine how the money should be spent, where the money should go, uh, and, and, and they're going to pass things such as the Build Back Better without one single Republican vote. Uh, the same thing with the uh, in January where they passed the stimulus bill, again, strictly along party lines, and then they come back to Republicans and then they say, now we want you to help us pay for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I and many of my colleagues, we fundamentally disagree with the fact that if we're not being part of the spending discussion, uh, then re- Democrats who have the ability to pass any sort of suspension of the debt limit, they have the ability to do that without Republicans vote. And, and I think that that's what needs to happen. We know that we're going to reach the debt ceiling roughly uh, now December the 15th. I think it was originally the 3rd. I think uh, uh, now we've seen that the 15th is that magic date. Uh, and, and Congress will have to figure out how we're going to tackle that. But I'll just tell you personally that I'm not going to vote to extend the debt ceiling uh, uh, because I think this is a problem that the Democrats have helped create. They've exacerbated this problem. Uh, and they have the votes and they have the ability to to raise the debt ceiling without any Republican input. Uh, and I think myself, and particularly many of my House members, Republican House members, uh, we will not be voting to, to raise the debt ceiling. Hmm. Interesting. So all right, so what happens then? If you don't vote for it, are the, are the votes there to still do it if, the, if it's bipartisan? They are, uh, yeah. particularly in the House. Now, in the House, and, sure. And the Senate becomes a little dicier uh, because of the filibuster. Right. So if, uh, if Republicans in the Senate choose to filibuster, uh, th- there are options for the Democrats uh, to go alone, to use the budget reconciliation process uh, where they have 50 senators to raise a debt yeah. ceiling without any Republican support. I know that there's been ongoing talks 
talks uh, between McConnell and Schumer about what that's going to look like uh, yeah. and, and and how that may happen. Uh, and, and so we'll see. But, you know, we, we've got the debt ceiling vote coming up. And we also have the fact that, you know, we have a continuing resolution that is set to expire uh, on December the 3rd. We've not passed the necessary budget bills that we were supposed to pass uh, in October. Uh, and so uh, the, the country has been operating on a continuing resolution. That resolution expires December the 3rd. Uh, and the sad thing is the Democrats have spent so much time on the Build Back Better and the infrastructure that they've not even talked about doing the basic necessities that, that we need each and every Congress, uh, which is passing budget bills. Yeah. Uh, and so those discussions have not been held in which we've got uh, members of the House and the Senate, Republicans, Democrats, sitting down together uh, to trying to hash those bills out. And so the government ceases to be funded after December the 3rd. Uh, yeah. I anticipate that there will be a continuing resolution, which will keep the government open. Uh, but the question is, how long does that resolution, is that a short-term resolution till December the 17th. Uh, is that continuing resolution, does that go into sometime January, February, March of next year? You know, I tell you, if it's a short-term resolution to December the 17th, you might as well not pass it. We're not going to have made any more progress by December the 17th than we will have on December the 3rd. And so if the Democrats want to continue to the for the government to function not by way of a written budget, by way of a continuing resolution, then that needs to be some long-term resolution that's going to last several months. It's not some short-term two-week resolution. Is there is there a political purpose to that approach? You know, I, I, I think the political purpose or uh, what has gotten us to this point right now is, again, that I think the Democrats have spent so much time, so much energy uh, on the Build Back Better and the infrastructure plan mm-hmm. and trying to get moderates and progressives in the House and the Senate, trying to get all of those people on board, that they failed to pass the very necessary parts of our government that Congress should be passing each and every year. Yeah. The budget, debt ceiling, the N, uh, NDAA, which, which is uh, the 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 uh, the, the appro- not the appropriations, but uh, deals with uh, where money that is appropriated, yeah. uh, where that money goes to, to to fund our armed services, and so those necessary bills that Congress should be taking up first and foremost have all gotten pushed to the side because they want to pass this very progressive Joe Biden agenda, uh, and and so they have taken their eye off the thing that we're truly supposed to be doing. Yeah, and along those lines, so I, I got to ask you this: what I've what I've thought and said on the program here is that even if this giant spending bill that passed the House and headed to the Senate, the Build Back Better plan, even if it were, quote, paid for, that's really not the issue here. The issue is that we're dramatically growing and expanding the scope of government. And, and the other concern I have is that, okay, today it's child tax credits. What's it going to be next round? I mean, when are we done with using government as a way to take from one class and redistribute to another class and say, look, we wiped out child poverty because that's the victory lap. We're hearing out of Democrats. Where does it stop? And shouldn't we be more concerned about this from a philosophical perspective, more so than in just a financial perspective? Uh, I, I, I agree entirely. You know, when you look at what 
the Democrats have chosen to do with their Build Back Better. Uh, it is uh, expanding the size and the scope of government, uh, and, and it is taking money from one segment of individuals and, and giving it to another. You know, one of the things, you know, the, the paid family and medical leave uh, that, that was in the bill, you know, one of the things that I was shocked about uh, in, in looking at that is, you know, an individual who is unemployed can apply for paid family I leave. Saw that. And so then the federal government is going to be paying <laughs> unemployed people not to work for four weeks when when they don't currently have a job. So even the programs that they are looking at creating, those those programs are so fraught with uh, erroneous um, policies uh, within there that I, I don't know how you ever clean how you ever clean that up. And so uh, again, you know, when you're when you're talking about we're going to give the millionaires and billionaires, we're going to give them a tax break, but we're going to tax the middle class because you know uh, th- that that's what some of the studies have shown the tax policy center which is a very left-leaning group you know said that up to up to 30 percent of the middle class is going to see tax increases yep. uh, when you're removing provisions for pro-life such as the Hyde amendment when you're allowing illegal immigrants a pathway to citizenship when you're creating uh, a beefed up IRS with 87,000 new IRS agents those things should be concerning to all Americans yeah. it shouldn't just be conservative who were concerned with, with the direction of the country. But conservatives, progressives, moderates, we should all be concerned with the fact that we are greatly growing and expanding the government under this administration. And we should explain, uh, you made a great point, the Hyde Amendment. So uh, this is not which precludes uh, taxpayer funding of abortion, essentially. We should explain that that has to be included in the budget each and every year. That's right, and it, and it has been, and it has been included in a bipartisan manner uh, for a, a number of years now. Uh, and now we see again because uh, the Democratic Party has become more and more progressive that they're looking at, at pulling that out, which would then allow taxpayer-funded abortion, which I think many people disapprove mm, of. That's going to be a big old mess. We got a break right here. We've got Congressman Michael Guest in the studio with us. Hang around, folks. Middays will be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 61. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40. Your Wednesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions. A beautiful day, high near 67. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 48. And a 50-50 shot of rain on Thanksgiving, mostly cloudy, high near 70 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. 
Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for Billium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pillium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Thanksgiving is a time of being thankful, and Steve Owen and the staff at Pinnacle Motors want to thank you for your business throughout the year. Stop by and let us thank you in person at Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and see our full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs inspected with a warranty with available financing. The quality vehicle you deserve at the price you want. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Cedric Hubbard Jr., who is accused of shooting and killing his wife in the parking garage of the Riverwalk Casino in Vicksburg, has been denied bond. Oceana Lee Hubbard died Saturday morning from multiple gunshot wounds. Her husband was taken into custody later that day in Clinton. And President Biden is releasing 50 million barrels from the U.S. stockpile to try to bring down gas prices. Jared Halpern with Fox has more. China, India, Japan, South Korea, and the U.K. are also releasing oil reserves. The U.S. stockpile has more than 600 million barrels. Americans consumed about 20 million barrels a day in September. Congressman Michael Guest and others, including some Democrats, would prefer to see the administration lift restrictions on domestic drilling that have made us more reliant on OPEC, Russia, and other foreign countries driving up prices. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. It's about commitment, teamwork, and honor. But it's also about bragging Bragging rights. The Egg Bowl. Thanksgiving night. Get the most complete coverage this week on Sports Talk Mississippi. Afternoons on Super Talk Mississippi. You can now watch Super Talk Mississippi on your YouTube, Roku, and on Amazon Fire devices. Plus, you can now watch Super Talk TV live on C Spire TV Channel 70. Just go to supertalk.fm slash connect to find out more. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. With you here on Middays, Congressman Michael Guest is our guest in the studio here. So, Congressman, you were sharing with me off the air that Republicans have generally had little to no, actually none, I think is what you said, no input into this giant spending bill. No, you know, that's correct, you know, and and that's one thing that, you know, we probably don't do a good enough job of of expressing that message is, you know, this Build Back Better plan that the Democrats uh, were able to pass out of the House uh, with no Republican support uh, just last Friday, uh, this is a bill that has been debated, uh, that has been written strictly by Democrats, uh, and where you've seen the moderates and the progressives, members of the House and Senate, try to come to some sort of agreement on what should be included in that. I think ultimately the House went ahead and passed their version uh, exclusive of what the Senate wanted to do because of uh, Manchin and Sinema not being able to um, move the bill as quickly as they had hoped. Uh, and I do think that, you know, there are some things in there, particularly the amnesty to illegal aliens. You know, the yeah. House, par- the Senate parliamentarian has already ruled that, that that is not something that is going to survive in the Senate. So that's going to have to, to come out. You know, Bernie Sanders is adamantly a Opposed to the salt, uh, the, the raising the salt deduction, which is something that the House put in uh, to pacify moderates in, in the House, uh, particularly moderates from the states of California, uh, New York, and New Jersey, who were looking at voting against that legislation. And so, uh, much of what mm. is going on, even though there are very narrow majorities uh, in the House of uh, right now four votes, and we have a, an equally divided 50-50 Senate, you know, we're not seeing bipartisanship, and, and that's what President Biden ran on. He said. Look, if I'm elected president, I'm going to restore order and we are going to govern in a bipartisan manner. 
and we've not seen that. Uh, the, the the president did, has not honored that campaign pledge, uh, you know, and the president really uh, has bent over backwards uh, to try to modify uh, to, to to try to mollify or to try to appease the progressive members of his party. Uh, day one, what did he do? You know, he signed executive orders stopping wall construction. He <laughs> did away with the Remain in Mexico policy. He uh, did away with the Keystone Pipeline, and we've seen the effects now of gas prices that that. He, uh, he stopped uh, drilling uh, and, and 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 leasing uh, on federal lands uh, for us to drill for, for oil and natural gas. And, and so uh, the, the president has tacked further and further left uh, since he has taken office. And I think we see the impact that, that it's had on our nation. Uh, so let me ask you this. When you served under a Republican House... And with I, uh, I did not serve. You on didn't. Yeah. Okay. So we never had. That's right. Because that we had Republican in the midterm. Senate, my bad. Republican yep. Senate, Democrat controlled House. Since I've been in Congress. That's yes. right. You're right. All right. So uh, perhaps though you you have some insight. Is that the case when Republicans are uh, have control of the House? Do they exclude the Democrats when uh, discussing and debating and, and crafting complex legislation like this? You know, as, I, as I've been informed, you know, particularly when you're looking at things such as an infrastructure bill, that we've never passed an infrastructure bill that did not have large bipartisan support, buy-in from both Republicans and Democrats. There may always be a handful of Republicans who may vote may not vote for it are Democrats, but but as a, a large majority of both parties would support those major sweeping pieces of legislation. Yeah. Uh, and and so my thought process is, look, if we're going to pass bills that are spending not billions but trillions of dollars, there should be buy-in from both Republicans and Democrats. And that's not something that we've seen. Now, we saw under President Trump, we saw several stimulus bills, yeah. uh, which did spend large amounts of money uh, yep. and uh, helped our small businesses stay open in, in their time of need, helped uh, with research uh, for a COVID vaccine, uh, helped make sure that there was testing available. Uh, and we saw those large spending bills have bipartisan support, overwhelming bipartisan support, but that's not something that we've seen since this president has taken office. And and it's very discouraging, I think, for people who may have supported Biden, thinking that he was going to to govern in a bipartisan manner, and and he really has done the complete opposite. And again, to see him on a daily basis, uh, the, the, the way that he has just been over uh, for the progressives uh, to make sure that whatever they want uh, is being considered is very discouraging. It was a key talking point during the campaign. You know, they they blasted President Trump, suggesting that he just had no desire and and, uh, had no ability uh, to build relationships on the other side of the aisle and work together. We had to vote for President uh, Biden and usher him into office because he would patch up that and he would ensure that we'd have uh, bipartisanship. That just hasn't been the case. You know, it, it hasn't. And, and I think the American public is really beginning to see that because in, you look at recent polling numbers, uh, and those polling numbers fare very well for Republicans. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see that that the president uh, is is polling uh, recently. Uh, the last one, one of the last uh, polling numbers I saw, he stood somewhere at 
36 yeah, percent uh, who, who favored him. And so, you know, on, on many of the uh, of the key issues, uh, President Biden is underwater. And the great thing is the generic polling question of if you were to vote today, Republican or Democrat, without saying who those people would be, uh, those people that are, are talking about the House, 46 percent of the American public say that we think that the House should be in control of Republicans, while only 38 percent say it should be in control, be controlled by the Democrats. And so I think the American public is waking up to the fact that we have, at this part, one-party rule, that the Democrats control the White House, they control the Senate by virtue of the vice president breaking any ties, and they have a very slim majority uh, in the House, and they've taken that one-party rule and they've squandered it. And, and really what they've done is they've just run up continual debt and, and are looking at increasing spending uh, um, spending uh, and social programs across government. Yeah, I, like I said, this is kind of the first stab. They get this through. They if they retain control. I think they keep going. I know there's more things like the Voting Rights Act, for example, is something which, uh, technically speaking, requires 60 in the Senate. But they're pushing hard for all that stuff. And, and look, we can't ever forget that, that there's a continual push on Mansion and Cinema to do away with the filibuster. Yeah. Uh, and th- and those are the only two U.S. senators that are keeping the filibuster in play <laughs> in the Senate. And without the filibuster, you would have things such as H.R. 1. Uh, you would have uh, some of the amnesty plans uh, that Democrats ha- have been trying to push. Yeah. Uh, you would have increased spending. And, and so, uh, you know, thank goodness uh, for the American public that we have have the filibuster in place uh, because the, the Senate really has been our uh, our firewall because uh, all the progressive legislation that has been introduced in the House has been passed out of the House, again, almost exclusively along party-line votes, but the Senate has been able to hold much of that up and be able to hold the line. He says he still has concerns. He was asked about the bill as it, as it is it, the, after having passed the House, says he still has concerns. I don't know where that goes. He also says he's not even working from that bill that... Uh, I guess they've got something else similar to that they're going to work on in the, in the Senate. But, you know, even if they do take that up, and when they do, they're going to mark it up. It's going to have to go to conference. Trying, Schumer says they're trying to get this thing done by the end of the year. You think that's possible? I don't. I don't I don't think there's enough time to get that done. And I think what's ultimately going to happen is the Senate will pass some version of the bill, and they will send it back to the House, and it will be take it or leave it. I don't see that, you know, the, and, and while it is conceivable it go to conference, uh, I think ultimately the, the House is going to have to vote on whatever mm, version okay. can pass the Senate. So whatever Manchin and Cinema uh, and the Senate agrees on, uh, assuming that they can agree on something, they're going to send that back to the House, and I think they're going to send it back to the House, and they're going to tell Speaker Pelosi, look, this either you pass it as is, or you, or you hmm. defeat it, but we're not going to go to conference and try to work the differences out. Now, again, that's just me speculating, yeah. because we're not in the room. Again, the Democrats are controlling the discussion. They're controlling the debate as it surrounds this bill, uh, but I think ultimately what passed out of the House was more of a messaging bill, and what may pass out of the Senate would be uh, some bill that the President may have the opportunity sign. I hope he doesn't have the opportunity to sign anything. I hope once it gets over there with the inflation costs and everything else that's going on, that, that some of the conservative Democrats in the Senate will hold the line uh, and that, you know, while we did pass infrastructure, that the Build Back Better bill will never see the light of day and yeah. never make it to the president's desk. I'm with you. I hope that's the case as well, because I fear it just uh, is going to open up the floodgates for even more and more and more, is, is my concern. Uh, before you go here, you, you uh, want to take a shot at what you think is going to happen 
in the midterms next year. You know, uh, I, I feel very confident right now. Uh, barring some unforeseen event, uh, I, I believe that Republicans uh, will retake the House. We've seen a couple of Democratic uh, Senate races that have actually been moved from lean Democrat now to toss up. Uh, mm-hmm. Georgia and Nevada were two. I think the third may have been Arizona. So, yep. uh, you know, we're looking at states that are currently held by Democrats where Republicans are going to fare well. I think the president's numbers being underwater uh, and his, uh, his his policies being unpopular and the rise of inflation are, are, are things that play favorably for Republicans. Yeah, I, I hope you're right and uh, appreciate uh, all your efforts and your representation of the 3rd District here in Mississippi. Always good to see you, Congressman. Thank you so much and have a great Thanksgiving. You too. You and Haley as well. We'll be right back here on Midday. Stay with us. This week, are you more excited about the turkey or the egg? The Egg Bowl, Ole Miss versus State. Kickoff is at 6.30 Thanksgiving night. The Egg Bowl on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Attention. If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. The hunt is over for all your deer camp setup needs at Gaddis McCorn Mercantile in Bolton since 1871. Get your food plot set up with mixes from Pennington, J&J, and Wax Company, along with ryegrass from Nelson and Marshall. And don't forget the wheat for those doves, along with fertilizer, spreaders, and sprayers. Feeders by Boss Buck Gravity and Moultrie, filled with rice bran original, peanut butter, persimmon, along with corn, mineral salt, as well as that Buck Robber game attractant. Game cameras, hunting license, wasp and bug sprays, and much, much more. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your deer camp setup specialist. Downtown Bolton since 1871. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Pioneer brand corn and soybeans excelled in on-farm trials harvested this season, delivering consistent yield advantages over competitive products across all environments. Pioneer brand products achieved even greater yield advantages under many of the season's stressful growing conditions. At recent commodity prices of $5.93 a bushel for corn and $12.46 a bushel for soybeans, these yield advantages are helping create strong income opportunities for farmers. 
Farmers need solutions they can trust to help maximize yield potential and profitability on every acre, according to Judd O'Connor, president of the U.S. commercial business in Cordeva AgriScience. That's why, he says, we rigorously test each Pioneer brand product, including every one of our most popular products in on-farm trials. This data enables us to transfer insights from trials to farmers' fields. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We thank you so much for joining us. It's Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Much to be thankful for, for sure. So I was talking earlier about this uh, this this injection of wokeness into the financial industry and what seems like the efforts to include climate change and race even in uh, not just public policy, but even in the private sector in operating approaches. And so there are now 15 states that have come together that are vowing to protect the oil gas industries from what they term as woke banks. 15 states. And they are scrutinizing the state in doing business with banks that have announced they are not going to do business with the fossil fuels industry. So it's crazy in this country that fossil fuels is is still legal, but you have banks that are saying, in an effort to virtue signal their social justice wokeness, that they don't want to do business with companies in that industry. And there are, fortunately, some states, uh, in particular their treasurers, that 
would make these decisions, make these calls, because they're the ones that have the relationships with the banks in those states for various banking and financial services. So these 15 states have come out. The West Virginia treasurer, he is kind of leading the charge here, is saying that if uh, a bank is curtailing or cutting off any financial relationships with a business, a company in the oil and gas industry because they're trying to kill fossil fuels in this country, that they're not going to be doing business with them as their state, as a state, whatever state business they may be doing. So I think that's – I'm glad to hear that. I think it's ridiculous. You know, the president, he blocked – major pipelines. He ditched drilling projects. He's, um, his administration has introduced lots of regulations that ban oil and gas leases on federal lands, and yet they wonder why the price of gas is up, and they send the FTC, does the president, after the, um, the oil and gas industry, searching for Possible, I guess, gouging. I don't need, I don't exactly know what the FTC is going to look at other than, gee, are they raising prices without actually having an increase in costs? Well, there's, there's no law against that that I'm aware of, but I, I think Not it's, unless there's a state of emergency. Right, that's true. But does the, the government doesn't control the price of of goods and services that's that is the essence of socialism and and so this is deflection no it's not me it's not my policies that caused everyone to have to endure the pain at the pump no it's these it's these oil and gas companies that have just arbitrarily and randomly raised prices and that's set at the retail level, by the way, and that's based on the cost from distribution. So is the price of the pump set at the retail level? So, And then he goes over and begs OPEC to pump more oil. I, it's, I, I don't know. Well, I do. I, I think there's a perception or a feeling, belief, that he and others on the left have that we're just all idiots, really, that just don't understand fairly basic rudimentary economics. And the mark of a good leader, of course, is to acknowledge and accept your failures, your culpability and responsibility uh, for such deleterious consequences as doubling the price of gas in the last... 12 months in this country, but they just refuse to accept any responsibility. Meantime, in Florida, Governor DeSantis announced yesterday that he's asking the lawmakers in his state to cut fuel taxes, state fuel taxes, by a billion dollars. He's going to ask them to do that when they come into session, convene in January so as to reduce the pain at the pump for Floridians. That's an interesting approach. He's willing to strip a billion dollars of fuel tax out of his state government. 
It's time for a break here on Middays. When we come back, we've got Michael Borky, the producer of Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll talk a little Egg Bowl. Stay with us. Listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Karen McHugh. In Georgia, the jury has begun deliberations in the murder trial of the three men charged in the killing of Ahmad Arbery. The prosecutor reminding jurors this morning just what is at stake. It's about holding people accountable and responsible for their actions. When they do something like this, they have to be held accountable and responsible. Nobody gets a free pass. Linda Donikowski, defendants Gregory and Travis McMichael, and William Roddy Bryan, who are all white, claim they were defending themselves against Arbery, a black man whom they believe to be a burglar. Not everybody's pleased that President Biden's ordered the release of 50 million barrels from the Strategic Reserve to offset rising gas prices. And the president already getting some pushback from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce for using the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Fox's David Spock. America is listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team. 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. nomoreroofleak.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There probably won't be a special session on medical marijuana, but Speaker of the House Philip Gunn says that wasn't the only issue lawmakers were hoping to address. The families of police and firefighters receive a $100,000 death benefit if they die in the line of duty. Lawmakers want to do the same thing if they pass away from COVID. It's a time limit just from last year or this year. Any policeman or fireman who dies within those two years, we felt like, should or their family should be eligible for those benefits. They'll take up the issue during their regular legislative session in January. And a man wanted for murder in Columbus has been arrested in Wyoming. WCBI reports that 19-year-old King Duran Pyle is suspected of shooting and killing 23-year-old Shad Reese, who was found dead in his vehicle near Union Academy School earlier this month. Pyle was taken into custody at a motel in Shoshone, Wyoming, following his involvement in an argument. I'm Andy Davis. Are you a landlord whose renters can't pay due to COVID? Don't evict. Ramp up. RAMP is the Rental Assistance for Mississippians program administered by the Mississippi Home Corporation. If you have tenants who need help paying past due and future rent or utilities where they're currently renting from you, RAMP may be just what you both need. So don't evict. 
Learn more at ms-ramp.com and ramp up now. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he? What she is. Is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. A Jones County supervisor is in custody after being charged with embezzlement. State Auditor Shad White says 41-year-old Traveris Comages of Laurel was arrested and issued a demand letter for nearly $6,000. White says Comages is accused of using a county-issued vehicle and cell phone to operate a beauty supply business for his own benefit. If convicted, he faces up to 10 years in prison and $5,000 in fines. And Christmas trees may be in short supply, but there is good news. Mississippi is home to 32 Christmas tree farms. Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson says you can visit MSChristmasTrees.com to find out where they're located and at the same time support our state's farmers as well as local and state economies. Many farms will be open for the holiday season on Thanksgiving Day or throughout the weekend, and some offer pre-tagging services if you want to reserve a tree and pick it up at a later date. For Supertalk Mississippi, News. I'm Andy Davis. Mississippi's health care system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Ryan Wilson, veteran paramedic. In my role as a paramedic over the years, I've always appreciated the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance's respect for paramedics and the role we play in achieving optimal survival for patients in an emergency. Right now, paramedics are needed urgently statewide. With the comprehensive training programs offered at area community colleges, you can learn life-saving skills and so much more. Seasoned paramedics like me and newcomers find it very rewarding to help people in immediate need. If you want a job that's dynamic and highly valued in our healthcare system, I urge you to become a paramedic. There's never been a more critical time to become one of Mississippi's healthcare heroes. You too can make a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. And now, and now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. And joining us now on the line, the producer of Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky. What's going on there, Michael? Oh, nothing really. Honestly, nothing really eventful going on this week. Just kind of low key, <laughs> you know. Trying to figure out what to talk about. Basketball started recently, so, you know. Yeah, right. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it, it's uh, 
It's been a fairly exciting season for college football, I think, in the state of Mississippi. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. It's been really nice. And this is, I was talking about this earlier this week on the show. This is what you hoped you were going to get when Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin were hired at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And, of course, at least at the moment, the Ole Miss is having the better season. I mean, State can't win nine games because they only have one left, and they yeah. have currently seven. But still, I mean, th- these are the kind of games that you were hoping you are going to get between these two programs when these two guys were hired. The, the goal was national relevancy, and we're here. Uh, now, State has a couple of losses in games uh, of which I think they would win now if they got to play again. Uh, but they have four top 25 wins. Ole Miss, when the rankings come out tonight, will be in the top 10 yeah. tonight, somewhere around number eight or, or nine, depending on how the committee feels. So this is exactly what we were hoping for when Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin were hired and to see it come together for a game like this on Thursday night, the only college football game anyway uh, in town that night, it is just a remarkable thing, and it's exactly what we were hoping for when this happened. So do you think it's a good thing it, it uh, moved back to Thanksgiving evening off of uh, the weekend? you prefer that? It, to tell you the truth, no. I, in fact, I, I can't stand Thanksgiving egg bowls, <laughs> but I, I'm a little bit of a, of a unique case because uh, I do have family that's scattered all around the country. In fact, yeah. my only family in the state of Mississippi is my wife's parents and her brother and his family. That's it. Uh, so all of mine... Uh, uh, you know, my son's grandparents, my dad, uh, my mom, uh, his aunts are all five, six hundred miles away from here. And so Thanksgiving Egg Bowl has kept me away from my family on, on this important holiday. So I'm a unique case, but it is the only college football game that is going on on Thursday night. Now, unfortunately, the NFL has decided they want to take Thursday nights, too. And they, they have Saints Bills uh, from New Orleans also Thursday night. Oh, okay. but. There is a benefit to being the only college football game being played at a given time. You get the window all by yourself, at least in college football. And that does help because more people will watch the Egg Bowl on Thursday than would have Saturday afternoon up against the Iron Bowl, for example. So there's benefits and there's also some downside, too. Yeah. Well, you're right about that being kind of the only game in town, literally, at that time from a college football perspective. And, of course, NFL. I mean, there's some that prefer college over NFL, and we'll just make a decision there. I guess for us in this part of the country, the Saints are kind of the adopted pro team. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. The, those who may not have a connection to one of the schools in the game may opt for that. But should be quite the spectacle. All right, so the prediction is for some rain to come through the area. We don't know the exact timing of that at this point, but it could linger on into the game. Do you feel like that favors one team over the other? Yeah, a cold rain, too. So if you're one of those people that's going to brave uh, this game, uh, you're a real one. I mean, John Cohen should, uh, like, like buy you a drink in the stadium or something for showing up. It's going to be, I mean, in the high 20, or you know, get down close to in the 30s maybe with the rain coming through. I've thought about this a lot uh, over the last few days. What would rain do to this game? Because logic, old logic, would tell you that rain, a sloppy game, would favor the team that runs the football more and better, and that is Ole Miss. They're Mm -hmm. uh, tops in the SEC in most rushing categories. They run the football a heck of a lot more than State does just because of their scheme. But uh, I think that it kind of balances itself out because Ole Miss's passing game is much more dependent 
on explosive passes uh, than that of Mississippi State. The air raid at its core is supposed to be high percentage shorter throws. And so while if it is raining, if the rain does still exist, uh, you know, after six o'clock on Thursday, throwing a wet football 60 times is less than ideal. However, uh, the the air raid offense at its root is higher percentage passes. And, and I think that will help uh, mitigate the effects of the rain for Mississippi State and, and for Ole Miss. They, they are much more dependent, if you will, on explosive passing. And that makes it a little bit more difficult to throw a wet football if that's still the case. Just hopefully the rain isn't impacting this game at all. But I I know that's you're not in this business, Gerard. I know you know this. You're not supposed to have down-the-middle opinions. But I think in this case, the rain kind of, no pun intended, is a bit of a wash here. I don't think it really will affect this game one way or the other because both teams have an advantage and a disadvantage when it comes to it. Yeah, fair enough. And I think it's uh, it, it could be argued that the air raid offense by design, the running game really is – essentially those short, high-percentage passes and the expectation that uh, it, they're easy to complete and then the athlete with the football on the reception runs uh, yards after the catch. And it's Essentially, it's a running game. Yeah. It's just not a handoff to a running back in the backfield or a toss. Mike Leach's re- response when he's, when he's asked about balance, he's been asked about balance in the past, and he says, who cares? If it's 600 yards of offense, who cares if it's 500 passing and 100 rushing or two, 250 and 350? It doesn't matter. As long as you're getting yards, who cares where they come from? And yeah. uh, that's a fascinating answer. Uh, the last few weeks, though, State has really had great success running the football on early downs. They're, they're still not going to do it a lot, but first down rushing for State has actually been incredibly effective, and that is something to keep an eye on in this game, too, if they continue to do that, because the, the general defense to stop the air raid has been rush three, drop eight. Yeah. And because teams are kind of clearing out, they've had a lot of running room in early downs. They averaged something like seven yards per carry running on first down the last few weeks. Mm. So they, they've been really good at it when they do it, which is not a whole lot. So that's something to keep an eye on. The air raid is having good success running lately. Hmm, that should be interesting. So you got to believe that uh, their upcoming opponent, Ole Miss, they understand that, exactly what you just described. It'll be interesting to see how they choose to set their defensive alignment up and play their defense and the personnel they select for first downs on that basis. No doubt. And luckily for Ole Miss in this case, their defensive scheme, their 3-2-6 that they've been running, is largely designed to stop offenses like this. Uh, the, the problem, though, is the, the thing that used to stop Mike Leach's air raider, at least last year when he was at Mississippi State, the simple bring three rushers, drop eight into coverage, isn't working right now because those three guys are not getting home. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi State has a future first-round pick at left tackle. The offensive line has been much better in the back half of the season protecting Will Rogers, and so Ole Miss is going to have to do something else. They can't just bring three anymore, so you're going to have to have a big day from a guy like Chance Campbell, who's been really good as a blitzing linebacker. Uh, they'll, they'll bring safeties. They'll have to mix up the way they attack Mississippi State because just bringing three is not going to work against this team, and it's not going to win this game because the state offensive line has just gotten so much better. They're protecting him better. So we'll see uh, what D.J. Durkin has in store for State because just bringing three is 
that, that's a long night for Ole Miss if that's what they decide to do going into this game. All right, so you've sort of analyzed Ole Miss's defenses, uh, defense matching up against State's offense. Do do the opposite. What do you think about the Ole Miss offense versus State defense? Well, Ole Miss in the second half, uh, the last six weeks, uh, has been pretty bad uh, offensively. And, and a lot of that has to do with it. They've had a, a rash of injuries. I mean, Matt Corral was playing on a leg and a half, basically. Uh, they've been missing their three best wide receivers for the majority of that time. So some of that can be explained away, but not all of it. It's kind of a trend for them right now. Luckily, though, for Ole Miss, everybody's back healthy. Jonathan Mingo played last week. Uh, Braylon Sanders, Dontario Drummond, all back, all healthy. I think the key for this game for Mississippi State is limiting those explosive plays. Uh, I think Zach Arnett will probably have a very good plan because that's what he does. He's really good at it uh, for Ole Miss, and I think that State is going to have some degree of success at stopping uh, the run. They've done it to basically everybody not named Alabama. That front six is going to limit Ole Miss's explosive running game. So can the back end of that secondary, which going into the season we thought was going to be uh, really good and they've had their moments but they have been prone this year even during this run of better play of giving up explosive pass plays they have let people get behind them Auburn early in that game when they came back from down 28 to 3 had some explosive pass plays early Ole Miss is really good at explosive offense State can't let that happen if they do it'll be a long night for them Ought to be a good one, Michael. Appreciate you coming on. Interesting analysis, and we'll just see what happens Thursday. Have a good Thanksgiving, my friend. Anytime. You too. Thank you. We'll take a break right here on Middays and come back with more. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 61. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 40. Your Wednesday rolls in with mostly sunny conditions. A beautiful day, high near 67. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 48. And a 50-50 shot of rain on Thanksgiving, mostly cloudy, high near 70 degrees. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Come shop The Rogue, one of the South's oldest men's specialty stores for all your Christmas needs. Starting November 19th, spend $100 and receive a char pecan pie through November 24th. Perfect for Thanksgiving. With every purchase, you are registered for a $100 daily gift certificate giveaway, as well as our $1,000 gift card winner announced Christmas Eve. Enjoy complimentary gift wrapping for every purchase and plenty to choose from with inventory at season highs. Shop local. Shop The Rogue. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. 
This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Green, the new degree of comfort. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety-seven point three. You hungry? Oh yeah! Let's eat. Happy Thanksgiving from a couple of turkeys named Gerard and Rhino. Amen. Let's eat. Middays with Gerard, Super Talk Mississippi. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We uh, appreciate you joining us. 601 879 4395. That is the ceasefire text line if you wish to join the conversation. Appreciate everybody doing so. Uh, ceasefire, the ceasefire Connerly Trophy presentation, that's coming up at the Country Club next Tuesday. And that will be awarded to this season's top college football player in the state of Mississippi. You'll hear from coaches, players, and past winners during the show because Sports Talk Mississippi is going to be there for the presentation ceremony. You don't want to miss out on that. So there is a lot of news that's come out over the last 24 hours about this fool that rammed an SUV through a uh, a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And so, you know, when it's just kind of sanitized news, it uh, it's impactful when you hear about the loss of life, what ensued, what transpired, and then the certainly, I think, now 40 are injured. But when you start seeing photos of the victims, kind of hits home. And the the first such showing of those photos, uh, I was notified on and um, by the New York Post. 
They they were seemed they're always really good and fast to get to stuff like this. But anyhow, they ran a piece early in the morning this morning that included some of those, including the Dancing Grannies, which is a group that uh, I think included four of the five victims. Right, Rhino, we're part yeah, four of, that group. of the, the fatalities in the event were of the dancing grannies, the four female victims, and the one male victim was a volunteer for the dancing grannies, I believe. Just incredible. Um, Which I almost hate to say this, but I was thankful that when they released the names of the deceased, there were no children in the list. It's sad that anybody lost their life, but I was a bit relieved when I didn't see any kids in that list of fatalities. I, I agree. Uh, of course, we are saddened by any loss of life whatsoever. I, I think loss of a child's life would have been an unfortunate explanation, uh, exclamation on the tragedy. The ages of, the, of those involved with the grannies, um, including the one, the male you mentioned, that was helping, 79, 71, 52, 81. And the fifth victim, Jane Kulich, 52, was an employee of a bank that was killed walking along with the company's parade float, is what uh, the, her family said. Gosh, it was part of a bank passing out candies with a float. And, of course, it, it, this, this uh, person who ran this SUV through the crowd has an extensive rap sheet going back to the 90s. Why isn't he in jail? I, I mean, isn't that kind of the bottom line? Why isn't this person in jail? And despite uh, the fact that, that he was out of jail, Brooks, and apparently released on extremely low bail. And there are calls from the left to eliminate bail. Heck, we may have some sound here from one of the members of the squad, Rashida Talib. Not sure if you got that one or not, Rhino, but she had an opinion to share on just opening up the prisons. And her her thoughts that that's what this country should do. Just let everybody out without any discernment. Once again, without any nuance. Maybe there are people that, she goes on to say, they're folks that are mentally ill in prison. Well, if they're mentally ill, then they should get the help they need to drive the cobwebs out of their heads and, and get help, legitimate help. I'm for that. But if they're a danger to society and they're violent, they've got to somehow uh, be locked up in such a way that they are not able to uh, move about freely in society for fear and, and to, to avoid the risk of acting violently. But anyhow, she's pushing, continues to push, even in the wake of what happened here. Does it not feel like, to some extent, though, that the folks on the left, I don't have anything in in writing or any reports 
to confirm this. But folks on the left were kind of hoping this would be some Trump supporter, you know, some middle America Bible-carrying, gun-toting Trump supporter, deplorable. I mean, all the ways they like to to pejoratively describe folks on the right. But it turns out that's not the case. And But there's kind of crickets coming. They're far more obsessed and consumed with the Rittenhouse situation. And so many of them now are predicting that Kyle Rittenhouse is just going to go out, having been acquitted, take his gun out and just start shooting up people randomly for no reason whatsoever. I mean, they've, they've already concluded that. And virtually everything they said about him was wrong. So now I think it's been revealed that he actually didn't travel? He was present? Is that is that what you uh, are aware of as well? Understand as well, Rhino? Yeah, because his dad, I believe, has a house in Kenosha. Seems like it. And was, he was staying over in Kenosha at his dad's house. So he was there already. Yeah. And... So so much of what they said, and I don't know, even know why that matters, honestly, but they they are trying to make a big Like I've deal. said before, it would matter that he traveled to Kenosha if he had killed someone in self-defense that lived in Kenosha. It wouldn't have mattered a whole lot legally, but you could have that argument. But the fact that he traveled, what, 21 miles, and one of the guys that got shot traveled 50 miles, I mean, who's really in the wrong here? Who's not in their community? I I agree. And that, that doesn't even come out, unfortunately. But uh, so he he also, we, we shared earlier that he discussed his conditions in jail. We have something on that? Yeah. Um, but the jail was interesting. I was in my own room. It was kind of like a, like a one-star, I'm going to describe it as a one-star hotel. A one-star hotel. We'll go with a, a Super 8. Super 8. I had a desk, I had a shower, I had a toilet, I had a TV, I had a tablet, um, but I didn't have running water. Seriously. I had a phone also, but I did not have running water, so I didn't shower until November 20th. How warm From is October that? 31st to November 20th, I did not take a shower. That's disgusting. I, it very. Um, I smelled terrible. I felt sick. I lost weight. My health was degrading. Um, if I was in there for enough, a month longer, I would have probably been in a hospital. Wait, you had no running water? No running water in my jail cell. Did, you, did they let you out? To uh, talk with my attorneys. I didn't really say anything about my running water because I'm not... I don't like to bring attention to myself i don't want to draw any problems with any of the guards um so i was like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna shut up and not mention that i don't have running water um but i did shower for until november 20th and when i showered my i showered for like i took like a three hour shower i had like blood my skin was bleeding because my skin was coming off of my body it was just the nastiest thing ever it's just unbelievable now, if, I, you know, I hesitate to go there, but I, but I will, because I, I think it is a reflection of the polarization in our society. If Rittenhouse had been a minority, and he discussed those conditions, 
publicly like that? I was going to say, why are we talking about prison reform when they've got TVs and iPads but don't have running water? Something's wrong with that picture. He couldn't. He couldn't rationalize it either. But don't you agree? If he had been a minority, that uh, we wouldn't hear oh, the yeah, end there'd of be a it. grift already going. Yeah, that's it's just again, it's a, an example of a ridiculous double standard. Shouldn't matter. Human beings entitled to running water, even in prison. Unbelievable. We'll step aside here for a break. We'll come back with more middays. We got half an hour left on this Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. We appreciate you joining us. Stay with us. Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a thousand pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else? Thanksgiving is a time of being thankful, and Steve Owen and the staff at Pinnacle Motors want to thank you for your business throughout the year. Stop by and let us thank you in person at Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and see our full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs inspected with a warranty with available financing. The quality vehicle you deserve at the price you want. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There probably won't be a special session on medical marijuana, but Speaker of the House Philip Gunn says that wasn't the only issue lawmakers were hoping to address. The families of police and firefighters receive a $100,000 death benefit if they die in the line of duty. Lawmakers want to do the same thing if they pass away from COVID. It's a time limit just from last year or this year. Any policeman or fireman who dies within those two years, we felt like, should or their family should be eligible for those benefits. They'll take up the issue during their regular legislative session in January. And a man wanted for murder in Columbus has been arrested in Wyoming. WCBI reports that 19-year-old King Duran Pyle is suspected of shooting and killing 23-year-old Shad Reese, who was found dead in his vehicle near Union Academy School earlier this month. Pyle was taken into custody at a motel in Shoshone, Wyoming, following his involvement in an argument. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. As you give thanks this holiday season, remember those whose hard work help make your gathering possible. From the roof over your head to the food on your table like the turkey, sweet potato casserole, cream corn, and delicious pecan pie. Our Mississippi farmers deserve a collective thank you. May God bless our farmers across the state with a bountiful harvest and your family this holiday season. This message is brought to you by the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation and Farm Families of Mississippi. The biggest week in Mississippi sports is here. State versus Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Dragon rights for another year are on the line. And each afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi is your trusted authority for the latest news and insider information. And on game day, you can catch the play-by-play action on many of these same Super Talk stations. Happy Egg Bowl from Super Talk Mississippi. Skipping from Gerard and Rhino. Happy Thanksgiving! Thanksgiving. Middays with Gerard, Super Talk Mississippi. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. You know, there's some countries over there in Europe that have imposed uh, COVID lockdowns again, and it, it ain't going too well. Folks are not happy about it. The Netherlands, Denmark, Austria, Croatia, Northern Ireland, Switzerland, Italy, North Macedonia. Wow. Yeah, I saw a video from Italy over the weekend where it was people with those those fake candles that are just the plastic with the little light-up bulb. Yeah. It was the entire, not the Coliseum, what's the big long one that they used to run the chariot races in? It was that full of people. Wow. 
Well, like I said, folks aren't happy, and I don't know that they have an answer for it. I mean, so far, it doesn't seem like there's been any kind of violence, but it is truly, I guess, so-called peaceful protesting. But we'll I saw see. a little bit of violence in videos from Australia, but uh, it was put down pretty quick by the police. Okay, Australia, interesting. Well, I'll we'll say see. it was in Melbourne. Okay, Melbourne. I, you know, I'm not convinced this lockdown stuff works or is the right approach here. You're locking people inside. And I think it's pretty much been established that, that that the risk of transmitting the infection is greatly enhanced inside, indoor environments. So it's, hadn't we already learned that? I, I just feels like it's just government being authoritarian, that they're just married to that philosophy. But I I question the uh, the wisdom of such, and I think it's going to just keep uh, getting worse. You know, Ted Cruz had an incredibly interesting analysis about the Rittenhouse verdict. It was Maria Schreiber who wrote on Twitter. She's an NBC anchor, of course. She says, I'm trying to take a beat to digest the Rittenhouse verdict. My son just asked me how it's possible that he didn't get charged for anything. How's that possible? I don't have an answer for him. I thought Cruz did an excellent job of providing a response to why that's possible. Here's what he said. One, he was charged with six counts. That thing that just finished was his trial. (laughs) Two, a jury of his peers found him not guilty. Three, why the defense argued he was engaged in self-defense. Four, what facts support self-defense? Bullet point one, the three people shot all chased him, assaulted him, and or tried to grab his gun. Bullet point two, all three, in caps, were convicted felons. One served 15 years for child molesting. And the final of the three bullet points under what facts support self-defense, Senator Cruz says the defense argued Rittenhouse feared for his life. You might personally disagree, Cruz goes on to say, but the jury heard evidence and presumably concluded he was acting to defend himself from what he reasonably perceived to be an imminent threat to his life. Also, all three, in caps again, of the people shot were white, contrary to false media reports. Seven, and finally, generally white supremacists don't shoot white people. I think that's a valid argument. And, you know, I think a lot of these outlets, these corrupt media outlets that totally distorted and perverted the message, uh, not the message, but just the, the facts surrounding the case, I think they may have some hell to pay. In fact, when asked... When young Rittenhouse was asked about any plans to pursue legal actions 
against these outlets. Here's what he had to say. If it'll work. Here we go. Nick Sandman, um, he has come out publicly with a column saying that Kyle should. Kyle should sue all the media outlets that disparaged him and perhaps in some estimation may have even risen to the level of defamation. Have you spoken with Kyle about that and would you advise him one way or the other with regard to that kind of civil action in the future? I am not a civil lawyer. I am a criminal lawyer. So I do not advise on topics like that. I can say this, that when I got involved in this case, um, and there were a couple of other prominent lawyers who were involved and trying to make some calls. And, you know, I said, look, all of your, you know, riches and civil lawsuits are going nowhere if this kid gets found guilty of anything. So let's worry about what's important. Um, and ultimately, no actions were filed by Kyle or on behalf of Kyle while I was representing him. And it, I can say this, um, much of the coverage at the beginning was wrong. The trial proved that. But just in the last two weeks, you know, people might not believe this, but I watch MSNBC, CNN. I'm not a big Fox guy. And... You know, when I hear Joe Scarborough saying that my client shot his gun 60 times, that's wrong. When I hear some, you know, guest host on the Joy Reid say that my client drove four hours to go to a riot with his AR, that's wrong. It's false. And it makes me angry that they can't take the time to at least get the generic basic facts correct. And because it didn't fit in the story that they wanted to tell. Yeah. I thought that was excellent. So that's Mark Richards, by the way, that was talking there. That is Kyle Rittenhouse's attorney, and he takes MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, and the whole lot to school there because they're just lying to fit a narrative. And it's uh, disgusting. Richie from Burnsville on the ceasefire text line, why hasn't the news about the guy in Wisconsin been possibly about him being a racist, an African-American perpetrator here, Mr. Brooks. I think the simple, straightforward answer to that is because the the media, frankly, the, the I shouldn't even say the media, the left in this country, best I could tell, doesn't believe that white people, excuse me, black people or minorities in general, have possessed the capacity to be racist. That only fits one race. Only one race is racist. And it simply cannot be that concept of racism cannot be applied to but one race. But I think people are waking up to that, to the reality of that, which is that's just horse hockey. It's not true. And we don't know if Brooks was racist or he acted out of any sort of racial animosity. We don't know that at this point. His purported social media presence seemed to be agree. fairly racist. I agree. I, I, I agree with you on that, Rhino. But the problem with that is on social media, you can be anybody. That's very and true. And it's not confirmed that those social media profiles were his yet. 
Well, that's true as well. Because on social media, unless you're verified, like on Twitter with a little blue check mark or other ways on other social media platforms, that that's the only way to know, okay, the person I'm talking to is they're they're vouched for. Yeah. That that's a good point. But I would not put it past the investigators to have dug it up and found it and then discarded it. Or the investigative journalists, excuse me, not the criminal investigators. It just feels like they'll do anything to suit the narrative. Anything. Their deep disdain and contempt. I'm still stuck on the Maria Shriver tweet where she's talking about her kid asking her questions like the kid's 10-year-old or something. She said her son, right? Yes. Both of her sons are in their mid-20s, mid to late 20s. Well, I wonder where Can't that, they figure that out? I wonder where that's coming from there. I didn't I didn't think about that. Let's see. Yeah, Patrick Schwarzenegger is 28 and Christopher Schwarzenegger is 24. I don't know. How about that? Hmm, interesting. Well, also we should point out that Rittenhouse himself, when he was asking, when he was asked about whether he intended to file defamation lawsuits, I thought his response was totally appropriate and well-designed, which is, he said, quote, really good lawyers are taking care of that right now. I think that's perfect response. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He showed no particular contempt or, or remorse, desire for remorse. He just said their lawyers are working that out. Perfect answer, in my view. Now, somebody may have coached him on that, but okay, that's fine. He's coachable. We'll step aside. We got the final segment today coming after this. But that was when I ruled the world. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? 
Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade Bread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right. Because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation, and help change your life today. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Happy Thanksgiving from Gerard and Rhino. We like to use thanks. Thanks. Middays with Gerard. Can we eat now? Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you for joining us on Middays. All right, so Rhino, you were telling me over the break that uh, Stephen Colbert has weighed in on the Rittenhouse situation. And he's got an even worse idea. Big news on Friday was that after being accused of crossing state lines, killing two people, and wounding another last year during a Black Lives Matter protest, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all counts. Okay. Yeah, okay, cards on the table. I'm not a legal expert. So I can't tell you whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse broke the law. But I can tell you this. If he didn't break the law, we should change the law. Change it to what? Uh, What does he want? 
Essentially, what he's asking for is if you show up and there is a crowd of angry people that don't like what you have to say, you just got to forfeit your life. They can kill you. You can't do anything about it. Uh, That would be my take on it. I told you in my discussion with friends on the left, what they say is, well, it'd be okay if he were defending his residence or his business, his property, physical property. But I guess defending your life, well, it doesn't qualify as self-defense. It doesn't meet the standard of self-defense. Huh? At the end of the day, isn't this like the most fundamental of rights? Without that right, I'm not sure we have a country. We've heard all these what-ifs, what if this, what if that, what if Rittenhouse was this, what if he were somewhere. I mean, you can what-if it to death. I think the most pertinent what-if would be, what if he'd used a baseball bat instead of an AR-15? Would we even know the name Kyle Rittenhouse? I think that's a uh, an excellent analysis, and I would say no. I just it's, don't think it might. I mean, it's just... If you had some Jake leg chasing you down with a skateboard, swinging it at your head, and you hit him in the head with a baseball bat and killed him, that would still be self-defense. Oh, gosh. It's just unbelievable uh, that we've got But because he's point. using the big, mean, angry AR-15, oh, he's got to make an example of. Yeah, I think you're right. But I wasn't aware until Mark Richards, Rittenhouse's attorney, said it in the tape we just played. That goofy Joe Scarborough stated on the air, I guess, that he fired a weapon 60 times? Just lie. Lie, lie, lie. It's disgusting. It, it is totally disgusting. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, there's a long post we have here, or message on the ceasefire text line. Uh, about this kill the white man mentality and drag them down, take what they have. I just think I think this is all about the left fomenting this racial division, which they at least believe confers to them political power. Uh, it just seems like they're hell-bent on that narrative in introducing that, as we said earlier in the show, into every issue and I guess it's um, a, a way that they appease some base that votes for them and gives them power. But it seems like it's mostly elitist white liberals. Seems like every example we see of this stuff, that's primarily who it comes from. And I, I don't believe that America is not even remotely close to the racist nation that they paint, that they portray. I just don't believe it. See, too many examples. I don't think my experience is that different than the average American. I mean, that's what I have to go by. Just too many examples where I see racial harmony, not racial strife and division. But that never gets discussed, and we're just obsessed with it. And it's uh, it's sickening. Totally. I got a final thought here before we go, and this was an interesting 
account that I, I caught, and you may have known this, about um, how originally the Plymouth Colony, of course famous for being the site of the first Thanksgiving and the genesis of Thanksgiving, was planned as a, as a communist state where all the residents were to work of, of um, non-private lands and produce, and they just all share in the bounty, and it didn't work worth a crap. Imagine that. And uh, William Bradford, who was the, the governor, he recorded all this in a diary, and he said it resulted in resentment. Imagine that. The people that work hard were resentful of the people who didn't. Imagine that. And so finally they changed it, and they instituted private property, and then they had a bounty. And plenty. They took care of those who needed it. A little help in hand. It's just talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. I think it's a, it's a good testament to the virtues of private property versus communism, where private property doesn't exist. We thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back in the studio tomorrow on Thanksgiving Eve. Will Rhino and I stay safe and God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.